Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, everyone, to the Lay the Points podcast. I am, of course, your host, Kendall Caps. We have a great show for you guys today. We are coming off another really solid week. Once again, for the third straight week and for the ninth time in 12 weeks, we hit our money line parlay where we're getting better than even odds every week, sometimes two or three to one. We actually almost hit our five team teaser as well. We just missed the over in the Chargers game. Otherwise, it would have been another huge weekend here at the show. Um, nevertheless, we're looking forward to making some more money again. But unlike recent weeks, I kind of want to switch it up this week. And bring back an old segment uh, that we premiered very early in the show. And it seems like a good time to do so again. It's called Back to the Futures, where we take a look at certain futures bets that on their own might not be worth uh, putting some money on value-wise. But, you know, when you put certain things together, similarly to our Moneyline parlays, when you put certain things together... And, and parlay them, it makes it worth it. So I kind of want to look at the NBA and NHL. There's certain awards every year, you know, once you get halfway through a season, there's a couple awards that you pretty much know who's going to win. For example, the NBA Rookie of the Year this year. Orlando Magic's Paolo Bancaro is minus 700. I think second, the second place odds uh, player is Benedict Matherin at like plus 550 or something like that. Anytime you see that large of a disparity between first and second for something like a league award, you know that barring an injury, it's a wrap. You know, maybe not the first week into the season, but we're a few months in now. Um, so we know as long as Boncaro stays healthy, he's going to win that award. And he's already turned the magic around. Just in the last couple of weeks, they beat the Clippers, the Hawks, the Raptors twice, and most impressively, the Celtics in home-and-home home series. I mean, it's really impressive. The kid's averaging 22-7-4 and four as a rookie. Those are some solid, gaudy numbers for a rookie in this league. Now, again, at minus 700, there's not a ton of value placing 50, 100 bucks, whatever you're going to toss on them, because you're getting next to nothing back. But if you find a couple other spots that you can place with it that you feel just as confident, all of a sudden you've created some value. So let's look at the NBA's most improved player. Shai Gilgis Alexander from the Oklahoma City Thunder is unbelievable. This kid, he did it again last night, hitting buzzer beaters. He's averaging 31 a game this year. He's currently going off at minus 175 for this award. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton is currently second in that in the race for that award and he's at plus three plus 400 so again a large disparity and even though you could make the case that Halliburton has a better all-around game he's averaging double digits assists but at the end of the day people love scoring and he's scoring 19 a game whereas SGA is dropping 31 a game he's among the league leaders I feel pretty darn confident He's going to win NBA's most improved player. And clearly Las Vegas agrees with me. But you put those two together, you're still not quite getting the odds that I like to look for when I'm when I'm searching these. 
So I took a look over at the NHL because the rest of the awards in the NBA, there's too much risk. I mean, yeah, if you have a great feeling about Tatum or Giannis as the MVP, your odds will be fantastic because each one of those is plus 275 right now. But there's no way to really know. And the only way you make these types of bets is with things that are darn near sure things. Boncaro is a sure thing. SGA is darn near a sure thing. Over in the NHL, Connor McDavid winning the Hart Trophy for the third time in his career is darn near a sure thing. He's currently minus 125. The second closest is Jason Robertson at plus 550, who's a relative unknown with the stars. And unless he does something spectacular the final couple months, isn't likely to actually win this award. And then the third place is Connor McDavid's teammate, Leon Dreisaitl, who, don't get me wrong, I love Dreisaitl. He's been on my fantasy team for a couple of years running, but he's at plus 1,400. So it's McDavid's award to lose. He leads the NHL in points, goals, assists, like across the board, and it's not even close. He has 10 more points already than the closest second-place uh, player, which is his teammate Dreisaitl. Um, and that actually, a lot of times that sometimes could hurt you in a race, but with this particular instance in hockey, if those two continue to roll like this, it's going to be really difficult for McDavid to not slow down his current pace. I mean, this kid, since he first came into the league has been unbelievable. If you put those three together, you get plus 225. Uh, that's, that's not bad considering, like I said, we know Boncaro is going to win Rookie of the Year. We know SGA is likely to win Most Improved. And Connor McDavid is a heavy favorite to win the Hart Trophy in the NHL. So you can get better than two to one on those three things. Again, when you're bringing in certain things that have a lot of risk, it makes it not worth it. You, these are only bets that you need to make on futures when you know certain things are going to happen. That's one of the ones that I really love. Also, there's another huge value bet that's out there um if we transition to the nfl and you're looking at once again certain player awards so similarly to the nba and nhl in the nfl nfl late in the season there's a bunch of awards that it might be a toss-up and then there's a few awards that we pretty much know who's going to win so the mvp this year Right now, Mahomes is the front runner. Jalen Hurts is behind him. His odds recently took a hit because of the injury and the chances that uh, the Eagles decide to bench him down the stretch if they already have the one seed locked up. There's too much uncertainty there. But there's some other awards that we pretty much know. So first, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Right now, Garrett Wilson is at minus 660. There's no one even close like that award is already his and there's only a couple weeks left in the season. So we already know he's going to win that award. You can take it to the bank. But again, at minus 660, similarly to Boncaro, I mean, there's no value in that by itself. But if you pair it with a couple of others, it makes a lot of sense. So the NFL Defensive Player of the Year currently is a two-man race between Nick Bosa, who's at minus 130, he's a slight favorite, over Micah Parsons, who you get even money right now. But have you watched those two teams lately? San Francisco, their defense is playing out of its mind. Nick Bosa leads the NFL with 15 and a half sacks, despite playing one less game than Parsons. And the Cowboys defense, we just watched them give up 40 to the Jags and blow a 17-point lead. 
I mean, I am not confident in anything that Dallas is doing right now. Meanwhile, San Francisco continues to roll in that defense. If you look at their schedule too, there's a good chance they're going to finish really, really strong. So if you put Bosa with Garrett Wilson, and then let's take a look at the most improved NFL's most improved player. Geno Smith has been the clear front runner almost all season. Right now he's going off at plus 105. You get slightly better than even money odds. Christian McCaffrey's at plus 250. Jared Goff is at plus 260. Now, Goff is the one guy that throws a little bit of a monkey wrench into this because if you put Garrett Wilson with Nick Bosa and Geno Smith, you're going to get plus 390. That's pretty solid odds. Again, knowing we know Garrett Wilson is a lock to win his award. And there's very good reason to think that Nick Bosa is going to win. I mean, he might get 20 sacks this year. There's He's easily the front runner for that award. So the only one that has a little bit of risk is Geno Smith. So here's a good way you can hedge your bet. Like I said, if you throw Smith in there, you get plus 390. So you're almost getting four to one on your money. But Jared Goff has come on in the second half of this season in the Lions are becoming a darling story, right? They've won six of seven after starting one and six. All of a sudden they're in the playoff hunt. They're only a game back, um, a half game back of Washington for the final playoff spot. And their schedule is conducive to them winning a couple more games. So they could sneak in. And Goff is currently listed at plus 260. So if you sub out Geno Smith and put Goff in his spot, you're going to get plus 750 if you go Garrett Wilson, Nick Bosa, and Jared Goff. Goff's thrown 23 touchdowns to seven picks. He's lighting the league on fire, especially at home. And he has some, some favorable matchups down the stretch. So that might be a good way to hedge your bet. Maybe throw an equal amount on both Geno Smith winning that award and Jared Goff, you'll either win four times your money or seven and a half times your money. Um, So there's a ton of value in that futures bet. And finally, when looking at NFL divisions, you know, there's a bunch of them that are locked up and then there's still a few out there to be had. Obviously Buffalo hasn't officially clinched, but that division is all but over. They're actually minus 20,000 pointless to throw anything on that but there's a couple others where there is still a lot of value especially once again when you put them together so the AFC North the Cincinnati Bengals are 10 and 4 they have a one game lead on the Baltimore Ravens the Bengals don't have an easy schedule which is why they're only at minus 195 the Ravens are at plus 200 so there's a they're clearly the favorite but they probably should be an even larger favorite. Lamar Jackson once again did not practice Tuesday or Wednesday this week. That means it's looking like another week where they don't have him. Tyler Huntley, who knows? I mean, we all saw what that Ravens offense looked like last Saturday against a lackluster Browns defense. I mean, they had been skating by winning close games against bad teams for a number of weeks, and their offense has not looked the same. Then this morning, the Ravens placed Devin DuVernay, it looks like, on IR. So Demarcus Robinson is their only receiver that anyone has ever heard of. Like, they already lost Rashad Bateman to IR. And we've seen teams over the last six weeks just double Mark Andrews and completely take him out of the game. Look up 
look up Mark Andrews's numbers. He's been irrelevant for the most part. Um, I, I would know. I traded for him fantasy a little over a month ago. That's blown up in my face. Um, so knowing how bad that offense is, I find it really hard to believe that the Ravens are going to overtake the Bengals. They meet in week 18, and it's possible it comes down to that. But the Bengals are just flat out a much better football team on both sides of the ball. And they're getting healthy on offense. Higgins came back and played really well. Tyler Boyd came back and played really, really well. Like, they have by far more talent offensively. They also have the postseason pedigree. So I love the Bengals to hold on and, and win that division. Now, again, at minus 195, that might not be worth it laying two to one odds by itself. The Bucks are minus 360 to win the NFC South. They're six and eight. They're not a good football team. Anyone that tells you otherwise is just flat out lying. And I'm a huge Tom Brady fan. And I'll be the first to tell you that's a bad football team. He is not playing well. Lucky for them. The three other teams in their division are even worse. All three of them are five and nine. The Bucs are three and one in the division. More than likely, they're going to win out. They, they get Arizona this weekend and Arizona just ruled out Colt McCoy. So they're starting Trace McSorley. And then he'll have games against the Panthers and Falcons, two teams that he generally owns, especially the Falcons in week 18. So the Bucs are minus 360 to win the division. And again, by itself, not worth it. You put the Bucs with the Bengals. And finally, similarly to one of the ones that we played above, there's a great opportunity to hedge because if you're like me and you believe the Bengals are going to win and you believe that the Bucs are going to win those two divisions, the only other one that you can put with this to create some value is the AFC South. Currently, the Titans are minus 145 to win that division. They're a game up on the Jags. But there is a little bit of trepidation there, right? They've lost four straight. They haven't looked uh, very good offensively. And if you can at least slow down their running game, that their secondary is so bad, it's beatable by just about anyone, which we saw the Jags do when the Jags beat them 36-22 a couple weeks ago. So with the Jags being one game back and they play in week 18 in Jacksonville. So that's the only reason why Tennessee isn't a, you know, close to a lock. They, the, the Titans play the Texans this weekend. They should take care of business in that game. But then they play the Cowboys, which is, you know, there's a very good chance the Cowboys, if they beat the Eagles this weekend, which if Jalen Hurts isn't playing, there's a good chance that could happen. Vegas has them as a six-point favorite. You know, when's the last time you saw a 13 and one team as a six point dog? But nevertheless, if the Cowboys win that game, they're going to go into week 17, two back of Philly with two to play, which means they're going to be playing balls to the wall still. So it's very possible that Tennessee could lose that game to Dallas. And if they do, that could set up a winner take all in week 18 in Jacksonville. So that's why with this particular one, I want to hedge it. I'll take the Bengals and Bucks, and if you put those two with the Titans, you're going to get plus 225. So if you bet 100 bucks, you'll get 325 back. But I also want to, just to cover myself, bet 50 bucks and replace the Titans with, with the Jags, and you'll get plus 305 because the Jags themselves right now are plus 110 to win the division. So if you get three to one on your money by replacing the Titans with the Jags, now all of a sudden my 50 would be to get 200 back and I'm only placing 100 on the Titans. So if you're like me and you believe the Bengals are going to win the AFC North and you believe the Bucs are going to win the NFC South, 
then you can play these two bets, either the Titans and Jags winning the South, and you're guaranteed to either double or triple your money. Um, so again, there's there's so many ways you can manipulate Vegas and and so many people, and I've talked about it at nauseum on this on this show, when placing parlay bets, whether it's NBA, NFL, whatever it might be, they're using point spreads to parlay, and it is such a sucker bet. And I, I for years I've wondered and watched people lose money that way and they love looking at what the odds are going to be and they're getting this to one six to one if i hit this four team or blah 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 no that's not the way to take advantage of it those vegas has built buildings on people making those types of bets what you have to do is look for things like this where there are sure things that individually you're laying too great of a set of odds that it's not worth it but collectively, now you're getting the price you need to make it worth it. So instead of diving into some actual NFL lines this week, I want to jump right to Kendall's corner and go over exactly that. The parlay of the week, which, like I said at the top, we've hit three weeks in a row in nine of 12 weeks on this show. It's all recorded. It's all on the record. You can go back and listen. We have hit nine of 12 weeks so far on our parlays. And again, we don't parlay spreads. You parlay money lines. I don't care if it's killing a little bit of my odds. Every week, there's a handful of teams that you know who are going to win the game. If you know football, like last weekend, there were certain. Now, last weekend was crazy. I'll, I'll give you. It was insane. The Chiefs had to go to overtime, but they got the job done. Um, the Bills had a scare, but they got the job done. So there's certain teams almost every week you know they're going to win. And individually, it's not worth it. You put them together, and that's where you find value. So in week 16, the aforementioned Titans are playing at home against the Houston Texans. Tennessee has everything to play for. They can't afford to lose this game and let the Jags, because if the Jags win against the Jets, the Jags will actually hold the tiebreaker going into week 17. And let's face it, Houston is playing inspired defense and their secondary is a lot better than people give it credit for but you can still run on them and derrick henry his last like four or five games against the titans against the texans i believe he surpassed 200 yards rushing in three of them he runs them over and in a game that they need at home i think he's going to do it again so you, you take the titans money line the Chiefs seahawks you know, if this game was in Seattle, maybe there's a little bit of concern, but I think we've seen the the shine of the Seahawks and their offense wear off a little bit lately. And it certainly doesn't help that they're now without Tyler Lockett for this game who broke his hand. But this game's an arrowhead. In Kansas City, you know, after that scare in Houston, you know they're going to you're going to get their best effort this weekend at home in a game that once again, even though they already clinched the division, you know that they have to continue winning if they want any shot of that one seed and the first round by. Only one team gets one now. And with them tied with the Bills and the Bills holding the tiebreaker, they know they need to keep winning. So take the, the Chiefs money line, take the Titans money line. Another one that I really, really like, Cincinnati against New England. And I think uh, this line, I was surprised a little bit when I saw it opened at three and a half. The Bengals are favored by three and a half in New England. And on its face, the Bengals should be giving the Pats probably closer to five, five and a half. 
But I think a lot of people with the way New England lost last week on that crazy, insane play uh, to end the game against the Raiders, you know, it's Bill Belichick. He's going to have his guys motivated. Uh, They can't possibly, you know, take a dump on the field again the way they did at the end of that game. But at the end of the day, they're just not a very good football team. Go and look at the the teams that New England has beaten this year. I mean, it is it's the opposite of a murderer's row. Let's see. New England this year has beaten the Steelers, a six and eight football team. Uh, they've beaten the Lions back when the Lions were one and six and playing terribly. They've beaten the Browns, who are terrible. They've beaten the Jets twice, and they've beaten the Colts, and they beat the Cardinals. There's not a single good team in there. Every good team they played, they lost to the Bills. They lost to the Vikings. Um, they lost to, well, I don't know if you can call the Packers any good, uh, but they're certainly playing a lot better now. They lost to the Ravens. They lost to the Dolphins. So they've lost to every good team they've faced. And I don't care that this is in New England. Cincinnati has a very good defense that no one talks about. Trey Hendrickson returned to practice this week. Like I said earlier, they got... T Higgins and Tyler Boyd back. And I just don't see any way the Patriots offense led by Mac Jones, which has mostly been atrocious uh, over the last early, to be honest, most of the season. I just don't see how they're going to score. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do think that the Pats defense will keep them in the game and the three and a half point line. Could I see the Pats covering it? Yeah, I could see them covering the spread, but they're not winning this game. This game is too big for the Bengals. They still have eyes on a one seed because they play the the Bills the following week. And if they win that game, they could be the one seed. But they can't be the one seed if they lose this game to a lackluster Patriots team. So I like the Bengals' money line. And finally, the Buccaneers-Cardinals on Christmas night. The Cards just ruled out Colt McCoy. They're down to Trace McSorley at quarterback. And we saw what they looked like last week. They were dreadful against Denver, which was one of the games that we predicted on this show was Denver to cover that spread, uh, mainly just because their defense alone. And similarly here, I think the Bucks' defense alone against Trace McSorley will do enough to win that game. You know, the, the Bucks' offense is still a huge question mark. They, they're still not playing well. And I have serious reservations about them doing much, if anything, when they reach the postseason, but they're going to win this game. So you put the Titans the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bucks money lines together, you get plus 260. Now, there's a couple others out there uh, that you might think make a lot of sense. The Bills, they're favored by nine in Chicago. Um, there's a, San Francisco, they're favored by seven and a half against Washington. But I only take ones that I'm extremely comfortable and confident that they're going to just win the game. Screw the spread. They're going to win the game. And... The, the Bills defense has shown that you can run the football on them and the way Justin Fields and now David Montgomery, now that he's back fully healthy, run the football in Chicago. I could see that being a shocking upset. And similarly with San Francisco and Washington, Washington's playing really, really well. We saw the screw job and what happened on Sunday night. Um, and now, now they're going to face a, a Niners team that don't get me wrong, should win the game. 
But could I see Brock Purdy turning into a pumpkin one week against a very good Washington defense? Yeah, I, I could see that happening. So there's a little too much risk there for the parlay bet with those two for me. So you put the Titans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bucks together, plus 260. It's a great value. Um, so I think that's where you want to go this week on your parlay. If you're going to tease anything, you always want to look for lines that are sitting at eight and a half or seven and a half to tease down beneath that field goal line or vice versa. If a team's getting one and a half and you like them, you tease them up to seven and a half. A couple examples, the bills this week, like I said, they're at eight and a half. If you could tease that to two and a half, that's a magic number to get. They just got to win by a field goal Bucks favored by seven and a half. You could tease that to one and a half. They're definitely going to win that. Um, and of course, being able to tease over unders is really nice, but that's also what burnt us last week on the one that we lost that over in the Chargers game still bugging me. I feel like with those defense, I expected a lot more, but can't win them all. Can you? Um, and just wanted to throw this out there. Just want to remind everyone that about a month ago in the show, I talked about a different futures bet and said the Boston Bruins were plus five fifty to win the president's trophy. I certainly hope that you got your money in, back when I said it because they are now minus 175 they're on pace to have one of the best records in the history of the NHL they are crushing the league and with their goaltending being as phenomenal as it is you know you're never going to see anything even close to those odds the rest of the season so it just goes to show when you're looking at futures you want to jump in before the market catches up so that's going to do it for this week's show once again, we're looking for another big week. We took a look at some futures as well as Kendall's Corner, breaking stuff down for you. Let's have another winning week, and I look forward to making money with you guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.